Kroisov to episode 125 of Alternative Wales, the podcast. And it is the final one of uh, the year of our Lord 2023, uh, which means it's time for the now traditional end of year awards pod. But I am not flanked by Tommy Kaus and Rodri Davis as illness has once again ravaged the Alternative Wales team. Uh, the podcast was in doubt for a while. The awards were very much in doubt. I didn't know what we were going to do, but saving the day, um, as they both have on, on multiple occasions before now, it's Megan Ferringer and Lewis Sharp, uh, which I think you'll agree that it'll bring a different dynamic to the nominations this year. Um, and some would even argue a better dynamic. Uh, Megan, uh, hello. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. These are big shoes to fill, so I'm nervous but excited. Yeah, um, I still never get over... Uh, Kaus nominated Michael Owen for Wrong of the Year out of nowhere. So um, <laughs> big, big shoes to fill. Uh, Lewis, back on again. Uh, second week in a row. Um, my first choice reserve this week after Megan, of course. Um, and I I promise that is true. Um, how are you? I'm surprised your text even came through. I thought I blocked your number after last <laughs> week. But, um, yeah, I'm not too bad, right? Keeping yeah. on, keeping on before Christmas. Yeah, bailing, bailing us out two weeks in a row. You've saved the pod for two weeks, so uh, forever in your debt, forever in your debt. Um, before we get into the awards, a reminder that issue 12 is out now, uh, and if I do say so myself, it is brilliant. Uh, anyone who's already received a copy, uh, I'm sure will attest to that. Uh, thank you if you've already bought one, and if you haven't, um, what the bloody hell are you waiting for? Uh, head to alternativewales.com for slash shop right now and order it. Uh, and if I get the order in by Friday, the likelihood is you still won't get it before Christmas. So, uh, <laughs> so there we are. We'll have to wait till after Christmas. But Welsh football never stops. Um, Welsh football isn't for Christmas, it's for life. Uh, we've also got an end of year survey that I'd be very thankful um, if you could uh, fill out. It won't take more than five minutes. Um, basically, I just want to hear what you're enjoying about our output, um, how it might be able to improve, what you'd like to see in the future. Um, there's a few things in there that probably won't happen, but just sort of wanted to hear your thoughts on it, um, you know, see how we can improve going forward and, and keep sort of supplying top Welsh football content via the podcast and the magazine and um, and anything else. Uh, the link for that will be in the description uh, or you can just head to our Twitter feed uh, or Facebook feed and um, it'll be on there right first things first how this works is myself megan and lewis will all nominate something or someone um for each category um i've also got rodri's uh picks uh, he sent it uh, he sent them to me from his sick bed or the toilet depends where he was um as i think he's been um has spent too long off the toilet not to go into too much detail there um and then basically we'll post some polls over the Christmas period for you to vote um, for your winners. We'll announce them then on Twitter when uh, the polls are complete and then also on the first pod of next year. But things are slightly different this year. Uh, wrong of the year and it's weekly. Um, guys have been uh, taken around the back and had a bolt put in its head um, as we lay them to rest. Um, but in its place will be an award sponsored by Agent Phillips himself. It's the Agent Phillips Chancellor of the Year. Uh, and he'll join me shortly to discuss who is nominated for that. Um, so the three of us will now start with Women's Player of the Year. Uh, last year, it was won for the second year in a row by Jess Fishlock. 
uh, will be Carrie Jones and Fionn Morgan. Um, I should note that this is a women's player who's had the best year, whether it be for club, country, whatever. Um, they don't necessarily have to be playing at the highest level. Um, they can play for a Welsh team um, and not be Welsh as well. That's another um, caveat. Uh, Megan, we'll start with your nomination, please. Who have you who have you picked for your uh, Women's Player of the Year? So I thought long and hard about this, and people are gonna just think that I've got some sort of Wrexham bias going on. And I promise, I, I pick this because I, I was don't. on my list. Yeah, Rosie Hughes, man. I mean, if you score a hundred goals in forty six appearances, you deserve every accolade and laurel under the sun. So Rosie's mine. Um, she also obviously scored the the goal to get Wrexham promoted earlier this year so for a variety of reasons Rosie's my player and she's sort of made women's football in Wales like kind of cool like you know she's sort of the poster child for the Welcome to Wrexham doc and loads of people who probably wouldn't have been interested in in women's football have now sort of been like well if Rosie Hughes can do it I think it is cool so yeah kudos to her but also honorable mentions to like Hannah Kane because she came back from injury and then did everything really awesome helped Leicester City avoid relegation the WSL She's now back injured, which is one of the reasons why I didn't put her at the top of the list because I just felt like that would have been a really cruel twist of fate. So, yeah, Hannah Kane and Carrie Holland were both high up there, but Rosie Hughes is the winner. Yeah, um, I I can't agree with you more. Uh, just pure scoring numbers is unbelievable um, to get promoted uh, with Wrexham to the um, Ardal, um Adran Prem. Still, still do that every time. FAW, why did you name your league so similar? Um, and to then go and keep scoring goals in the Adran Prem, it's it's um, yeah, and like you said, Megan, the uh, documentary and and sort of her being a part of that is uh, is fascinating. She's a fascinating person, and uh, look forward to watching the rest of her career. A great choice, uh, Lewis. Who have you got? I had Rosie as well, so instead I'm going to go for Phoebe Poole. Similarly, yeah. domestically, um, for the first half of the year, she was playing obviously with the Cardiff City women, moved on to Cheltenham. Um, I know she's played throughout the Cymru youth ranks and stuff as well. Um, uh, she won the treble with Cardiff this season as well. Got Cardiff into Europe for the first time in, I think it was something like 10 years or so. Um, and she's... I've been watching Cardiff City women from a few years ago from when she was sort of like 16, 17. And she's always been sort of like the talismanic figure of that team. Although they've um they're still doing really well without her. I feel like she was so important in the amazing season that they had. Yeah, uh that's a really good pick. Uh pretty stand-up player um of the league last season. And obviously like you said, Lewis Cardiff winning the treble um can't be underestimated. If anyone ever has gotten to see her like in action in terms of interviewing, she's so not media trained and it's really refreshing. Mm. So like, you know, shout out to that too, because lots of women's footballers and men footballers, when you interview them, they can just sort of trot out the same cliches over and over again. And it gets really boring. But Phoebe was not that kind of person. And she was just such a hoot to interview and talk to. So yeah, also another really good sort of thing about Phoebe. Yeah, and I think uh, her career, um, you know, now she's playing in the English system, which is a shame that she chose to go there to further her career. But that's the way it is. Um, who knows where she'll end up uh, in the next few years? Um, right. My nomination, uh, actually, no, first, Rodri's nomination he sent in. Um, Kerry Holland, uh, a permanent fixture in uh, the women's international side this year. Obviously, it hasn't really been the greatest of 
years for the international team. But um, Megan, you shouted her out as well. She's had a great year, hasn't she? Yeah, and, and with Liverpool too. I mean, she's mm. been really integral for them. And Liverpool just beat Manchester United in a massive game in the WSL. And Carrie Holland was kind of instrumental in that. So she's just really exciting. And she played her football in the USA previously. And we talked about her time watching the NFL and eating barbecue. So she's just an all-around really cool person. Yes, uh, good shout from Rodri there. Um, I had Rosie Hughes as well, which is funny that we all all had her <laughs> top of our list. Um, but uh, I'll go with Hannah Kane. Uh, she was she was a close second. Uh, Megan, again, you've already um, shouted her out. Um, it was so nice to have her back on the pitch. I remember the first time I watched her play was um, uh, against Estonia in the Carlos City Stadium. She came on that day and looked electric. Obviously, not long after that, she did her ACL. Um, and now she she got back in. He said instrumental in uh, Leicester's season as well. And um, unfortunately, she's injured again. Um, but I think she's had a you know a really good year, which should have been a comeback year. Um, and it gives me a chance to have a shameless plug uh, of Sean Meester's interview with her in uh, the latest edition of Alternative Wales, um, which you can buy at alternativewales.com forward slash shop. Um, she's brilliant. She's a really um, interesting um, character and. Um, and yeah, looking forward to seeing her return and um, hopefully um, crack on from there. Uh, Megan, obviously, it's devastating that she got injured again, but um, the future's bright um, when she's back on the pitch, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, just the manner of the injury as well um, and just sort of the the sharp turnaround from her previous injury. Just it, It's so cruel. And when you see a player of her, caliber especially but even without that it's it's cool regardless so I really hope that she can come back and you know she she spoke about it and she's put it out on Twitter like this is going to be one of those where she's almost gotten used to having to go through through mm-hmm. these sort of like painful moments but if there's any player that can sort of shoulder that burden like it's it's Hannah so yeah absolutely right so uh you can vote for Rosie Hughes Phoebe Poole Kerry Holland and Hannah Kane uh, for uh, Alternative Wales's Women's Player of the Year. Um, no room for Jess Fishlock this year um, for the first time ever. She doesn't even have a chance to defend the title. Uh, right, on to Men's Player of the Year um, back in 2021. Uh, the first iteration of these awards, Kiefer Moore metaphorically took home uh, the prestigious award um, for his work during uh, Euros and at the start of the qualifying campaign for the World Cup. Whilst um, Nico Williams won the title last year, uh, beating Ben Davis and Brennan Johnson. Uh, again, like the women's award is not necessarily their international output, but obviously it can be, um, but it could be a club level uh, for a Welsh team or, or, or whatever. You know that you know it by now. Um, this will be an interesting category. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what people come up with. Uh, Lewis, we'll start with you. I've gone for Jordan James because ah, here we go. I feel like this is going to be such a common theme. We're just going to pick the same people, but um, he has just added so much to our midfield, so much balance and him and Ampadu paired together is superb. Um, You know, he's played I think he played twice against Croatia, didn't he? So he's dealt with Modric, Brozovic, Kovacic twice. Did he play the first game as well? He came on fairly late. Oh. I think it might have been his first cap. Well, 
my uh it still stands <laughs> but um, either way he's just come into the side and has seemed as though he's been playing international football for years um and to think so soon after Alan's um retirement from international football that we've it seems like we've already got a pre-made there to the throne as well so I think Jordan James has been Wales's player of the year yeah, I think when you think back to February, I think it was when Joe Allen retired, uh, the panic amongst Welsh fans about uh, who next, obviously the likes of Dylan Levert and Matt Smith um, and, and Joe Morell hadn't really kicked on like we'd have hoped. Um, and yeah, the emergence of Jordan James pretty much from September onwards has been phenomenal. Uh, Megan, I saw you raving about him on on Twitter um, on was it Monday evening. Um, after yeah, because he, uh, he scored two scored goals twice, for Birmingham. He? Yeah, and so he's starting just... to do it for his club as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say Wayne Rooney's helping him at all, but I do think there's sort of something there potentially where Wayne and Jordan are going to become this cool little duo. But <laughs> no, I think like it, he's he's fantastic, and he's so young, which is something that still sort of blows my mind a little, like just how how young he is and how quickly he's adapted to the environment that he's been sort of thrust into. Um, so yeah, annoying that I can't pick him. Um, so I'm going to think of someone else, but my, my other side, two other people, um, Nathan Broadhead, just simply for the equalizer against Croatia. Like if I know you shouldn't necessarily pick someone just based upon a singular moment, but that singular moment stands out so defiantly as to whatever the rest of this year has sort of been. Cause like this year has been kind of crap on a variety of levels for football, but like that equalizer was just so beautiful so potentially that one but I think I'm just going to go with Ethan Ampadu because he's underrated and he's never won this award and like Jordan James and Ethan Ampadu like it's Mm. sort of this this duo like if I was ever going to dress up for Halloween as a duo the two of them is (laughs) that's a very yeah it's either them or Kiefer Moore and Dan James so I'm going to go with Ethan yeah it's a good pick actually he didn't really cross my mind um, Ampadu he's sort of become he's such part of the furniture now and I sort of expect brilliance from him but he has had a fantastic year not only for um, the Wales team but also he seems to have found a home at Leeds now Mm -hmm. Uh, he's having a great season there Leeds fans love him Um, and I think hopefully we're going to start really seeing his potential come through now um, over the next year or two yeah it feels like the first time also that like we haven't had a crisis with Ethan. So for the last couple of years, it's always felt like, what are we going to do about Ethan not playing? What are we going to do about Ethan and the issues sort of ensconcing Chelsea? You know, what position gonna is make... he going to play? Yeah. Whereas I don't know. It feels as if the Ethan Apadu existential crisis has kind of quietly solved itself. Yeah. Like we've always talked about how our players don't seem to be playing regular club football. And then, how can we expect them to be sharp when they turn up for international break? So him playing regularly in the championship for one of the best sides in the league as well. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's only going to bring better performances and better results to Wales as well. But like what you said, like Ampadu for so long has been touted as this player who's going to take Wales to the next step. And like we've seen glimpses of it, but we never really seemed to see that on the club scene. So it's good to see that he's getting recognised and appreciated across the board, really, rather than just from Wales fans. Yeah, definitely. Um, And he'll be earning his 50th cap, no doubt, in March, which is, quite frankly, absurd 
for a 23-year-old um, 50 caps. The fact that he could be on 100 caps by the time he's 27 is bonkers. He could break every record ever. Uh, he could be the first man on 250 caps. Who knows? Um, a great pick. A great pick. Um, uh, Rod went for Tom Lockyer. Um, may not have had a great year um, for the international side. Uh, for some reason, has never really been um, fancied at international level. Although, did um, deputise for Chris Meppham incredibly well, I thought, against Turkey. Um, but obviously, he captained Luton um, as they were promoted to the Premier League. He started the season really strongly. Uh, I think he's become maybe the first defender to score in all four uh, leagues and the National League. Um, obviously, last weekend, uh, the terrible incident where he had a cardiac arrest on the pitch. Um, I think that the least of our worries of, you know, is if he'll play again, just make sure hopefully he gets well and, and gets better. But, um, but Megan, if mainly from a club perspective, um, he's he's been fantastic, and um, it's just a shame to see that. Um, unfortunately, um, you know what's happened to him in 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 recent months. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone could ever think of us like a, a more sort of sad story for a footballer. And and Tom's, you know, recovered from the first cardiac arrest, and then it seemed like it was going to be this sort of fairy tale ending I guess if you will and then instead it, it's just sort of been this ongoing kind of nightmare so it's really sad because he was doing super well in the Premier League especially for I mean Luton everyone sort of t- tagged as they were going to go down and they were going to really struggle but Tom's kind of been this figurehead that that's kind of been more defiant in the face of that which has been really exciting like you said he scored goals um, I watch Match of the Day pretty regularly. I think I might be one of the only ones who still watches it live. <laughs> but um, he's constantly one of the players that they pick out in terms of him playing really, really well and just being one of those players that Luton can rely on. So it's it's a shame. And I, I am kind of sad he never really got to be relied upon in the Wales squad for this last campaign. But, you know, like you said, that's kind of the least of our worries at the moment. Yeah, and you never know if... Um... If he gets well and um and, and can get back on the pitch, I think he'll be a pivotal part of our team. Um, I would have had him in my starting eleven for March. Um, but yeah, I think that's uh, the least of our worries. Um, so I hope he gets well soon. So good pick from Rod there. Now, um, this is a difficult one. Um, I had Jordan James on my list as well. Uh, I'm torn between two. And that is Harry Wilson and Nathan Broadhead. And I think I'm going to lean towards Harry Wilson because um, he's sort of been the forgotten the forgotten man over the last few years. Um, we'd sort of name our starting 11s and Harry Wilson would never be in them, but he'd always be there. And I feel like this year he's finally um, finally sort of shown what he's capable of. And I think that um, that Croatia home performance in particular was was phenomenal. Um and I think just almost just for that, I think he gets um, on the list. Um, but he's also started scoring some brilliant goals for Fulham, playing regularly um, in the Premier League. And I think he's just had a really good all-round solid year and has become one of our main men. Um, Lewis, would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. It is funny. Like, I don't even think it's just this podcast. Like, when I talk with my mates and stuff, it's, it's never really been one of those things when we talk about who would start. I never think oh yeah we'll start with Harry Wilson we'll start with Harry Wilson and nobody ever seems to think that way I feel like I guess he is 
so underrated for Wales that we don't even really appreciate just how good he is. Um, like you mentioned, the two goals against Croatia. Um, and I, I, I feel like we've got quite a lot of similar players. So Wilson, Brooks, they sort of fill out similar roles. Mm. But I feel like with, with Harry Wilson and how consistently he's performed for Wales, whether we go with a front three that's a bit more like dynamic and stuff. I feel like he's been a mainstay. We've always changed sort of if we've got Brennan or James who played sort of different systems. I feel like Wilson has sort of survived through all of those different playing styles and even with or without Kiefer Moore as well. So I think, yeah, he's he's had a great year for Wales and he seems to always start when we don't really expect him to as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, Nathan Broadhead, probably hard done by Megan. You mentioned his goal in Croatia, which sort of set the tone for the for the rest of the group. But also he's had a, a fantastic year at club level, getting promoted with Ipswich and now, you know, leading the charge in the championship alongside Leicester. They, I think they have one of the best ever starts um, to a championship season. I think it would be the best ever start if, if Leicester also hadn't broken the record this year. It scored in the... Um, in the old farm derby on the weekend. Um, I, I, I do think he's probably our most instinctive goal scorer. He's such a finisher. And like that goal in Croatia, very similar to the goal he scored on the weekend. Um, and yeah, he's probably a bit hard done by. And I think 2024 will be a big year for him, won't he? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that was one of the, when I was trying to think of men's player of the year, and naturally, you know, that the equalizer comes into comes into people's minds and came into my mind. But like you say, he's actually had a really fantastic season all around from club and country concerned. And I don't think a lot of people expected that, you know, especially when he was let go from Everton and people didn't really know what he was going to do. It felt like he was going to be one of those players who sort of drifted into that ether. And you sort of hear about him as being one of those 23s Wales players or 21s Wales players that never really made it. Um, and instead, he's he's kind of defied the odds a little bit and gotten into this position. So it's been really fun to see. And hopefully next year when we do these awards, it'll be like all of us saying Nathan Broadhead's name and it won't even be a question. So, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see what he can do. Absolutely spot on. Um, a couple of notable um, honourable mentions. Um, if we pick him club Players playing for Welsh clubs. Um, I think Paul Mullen probably needs a shout out. Elliot Lee as well. I think Wrexham have obviously had the best year of any of the Welsh um, clubs. Ricardo Reese at Merthyr as well. Um, had a fantastic year. Um, domestically, I mean, the standout man, Declan McManus, but I can't nominate anything or anyone to do with um, TNS. I feel like that that doesn't count. Um Nathan Wood had a great season for Pennebont and went and signed for Newport. Will Evans is having a great season, but hasn't had maybe the best 12 months. So hasn't really qualified. But I think um I think it's fair to say that um the four we're going with um definitely stand out. Uh, and that is Jordan James, Ethan Ampadu, uh, Tom Lockyer, and Harry Wilson. Uh, I think that's gonna be really interesting. I, I'm not sure yeah. who's gonna win that. Sometimes they're more obvious than others. Um but I think Jordan James might uh, might um, be leader of that. Uh, right, manager of the year now. Um, and this is a stark reminder of how quickly things can change in uh, the world of football. Uh, Rob Page unanimously took the title in 2021 after leading us um, to a World Cup playoff uh, last year. 
saw Carl Lewis, the mastermind behind Plantwood Major's fairy tale run to the Cymru South title, win it. Uh, he beat Steve Cooper and Nathan Jones, uh, both now without jobs. All three, actually, I think, without jobs. No, actually, sorry, Carl's at Trevelin. Um, but yeah, um, so a stark reminder that um, managers can uh, can flip-flop in and out of favour. Um, so yeah, again, this can be a manager of any Welsh club or it can be a Welsh manager. Um, Megan, we'll start with your nomination, please. So this is probably not going to win, but I chose Ian Derbyshire. Oh, um, you're joking. No way! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I thought I was going to be so clever with this and no one was going to think of it either. Okay, well, yeah, I chose Ian. It's one of the reasons why I didn't choose Phoebe as Women's Player of the Year because I wanted I wanted him to, to take this because just the way that he has transformed Cardiff City Women into an absolute powerhouse of the Ajahn Prem, they have set the standard for women's football in terms of the domestic league. They are training, I mean, more than anyone else. They, the way that they play, the way that he's sort of gotten them to to just work together in this absolutely, like, fluid, dangerous, threatening. I mean, everything about it has been phenomenal. And he's just also a really great guy to interview and talk to. And sort of, you can see his passion for, for what he's been doing with the club. So I, I think 100% he deserves to win it. And like Lewis had pointed out, they won the treble. They made it to Europe for the first time. It's a shame that they didn't go any further, and that's going to be the next really big step for for Welsh uh, women's clubs trying to break into Europe and sort of redefine what women's football in Wales can be. But I think if any club is going to do it, it's going to be a club that Ian's in charge of. Yeah. How, how far can he go, um, Megan? How how good is he as a manager? Um, you know, are we talking a potential next Wales women's manager? Are we talking, you know, a move to the WSL or championship you know what? What do we and and I don't want to sort of tout out uh, Welsh managers to get out of the league because it's good that he's in the league, but obviously he's going to have ambitions. Um, how how high is his ceiling? Well, I don't know because you just mentioned that two of the managers from last year who are nominated don't have a job, and mm. the fact that both Robert Page and Gemma Granger are nowhere near the nominations this year is so telling in terms of how fickle the world of management is. But I, I think he can go really far. I think he's got a really good, I'm going to use a cliche, he's got a really good head on his shoulders. He's very grounded, but he's also just very passionate about understanding how he can be more understanding towards women in football. And that's really important. You know, I've probably always been a little bit more sort of, I've always liked women's managers in women's football. And Ian's kind of changed my mind on that in terms of how a man can operate in that position, but still feel like he is trying to get a better understanding of his players. And I think he's done a really good job of that. So I, I don't know what his ceiling is. I hope that he stays in Welsh football just because I think he makes Welsh football better. But at the same time, it's like Phoebe, you know, she wanted to excel her career and she had to make a really big decision and she's gone into the English system. And hopefully that might see her in put into the senior national team. So who knows? Um, as in terms of next Wales manager, I think Bristol City's Lauren Smith is a very good shout and she was my other women's manager of the or just manager of the year because she got bristol city promoted Mm. and she's just such an exciting young manager and she's got such a good idea about how to just tactically maneuver herself in a wsl in an environment that's so hard um she's one of the i think bristol city and leicester the only teams 
that aren't backed by a Premier League side and Leicester really kind of they are in a way. So it's only mm-hmm. Bristol City really operating at the financial level they are. So Lauren Smith, 100%, I think she also deserves a shout out. Yeah, so she used to manage, she's just, she was assistant coach in the Wales senior side. Just I, di- I didn't know she had Welsh links. So she's Welsh, is she? But she... Under Jane Ludlow, yeah. She was, she, with, she was she, Jane Ludlow, yeah. Yeah, she worked with her. And so she knows a lot of the the mm. Welsh girls in the senior team. She's worked with Fionn Morgan. She's worked with Carrie Jones, which is why a lot of them are now playing under her um, at Bristol City. And she just, she's so aware of just how to set up her team and how to win games. And Bristol City have been kind of unlucky in a lot of their games because I think they've they've played far better than some of the scorelines suggest. But she's... I think she's going to go really far. And in terms of ceilings, I think her ceiling is, I, I mean, I don't even think she's really got a ceiling. I'm really excited mm. to see what she, what she can do. Fascinating. Uh, one to keep an eye on then. Uh, Lewis, obviously your pick has been dashed. Uh, both of you were trying to be too clever for your own good, clearly. Yes. Um, what are you going for? Well, for all the other ones, I've got a couple of names. This yeah. one, I was like, nobody's going to pick Ian Darvish. Be fine. <laughs> I mean, he got um, he he won a treble, Lewis. Yeah. I, I, you know, he was he was on my notable mentions at least as well. Okay, okay. Well, I guess the first uh, this is like a panic choice now. <laughs> I I'm going to be voting for Ian Darvish. <laughs> on the Twitter poll, so I just have to name a name. Um, but I'm gonna go for Reese Griffiths of Panabon. Come on, go on, Reese. Uh, because although this season they've been quite quite disappointing, um, not going to the top six as of yet. Um, I obviously for the first time in their history qualified for Europe this year, came very close and were quite unlucky to not progress um, into the next round. Uh, what he He's sort of built the foundations of the club for years to come. We've seen players go on to pastures new, your James Waits, your Nathan Woods. Um, I feel like he's... I've been lucky enough as a viewer to watch some of his like analysis and pre-match analysis of games and the level of detail he goes into is superb to think that potentially, I don't know for sure, but 10, 15 years ago in the Cumbria Premier, I doubt that they'd have been getting analysis as detailed as that. Um, And I feel like he is a driving force into growing the Cumbria Premier as a whole. Um, This year, this season, sorry, obviously hasn't been quite as impressive, but I remember the back end of last season to the start of this year, um, and to get into Europe for the first time, as the club did, uh, he is my nomination. Yeah, um, absolutely spot on. He was in my honourable mentions, and and you know whether this year um, might have been slightly different. The start of the season might have been slightly different. I think he would have been top of my list. Um, various factors as to why it's not um, going to plan this season, mainly down to injuries. Um, and obviously, when you have uh, six or seven injuries uh, in a semi-pro team, the squad gets very thin very quickly. So um hasn't really gone to plan. But like you said, um, it's not even really this year. This year was the culmination of, um, you know, since 2016, he took over. The, it's all been built into qualify for Europe. And um, and he did that this year. Um, you know, and, and in so many other leagues, and if resources were... Um, a bit more um, equal, uh, he he would sort of be winning championships. He's that good. 
Um, again, interesting ceiling as to how how far he can go. But um, for now, I hope he he stays in the dugout at Pennebont for as long as possible and um, and keeps you know pushing um, pushing the standard um, at the club and and the league. Like you said, Lewis, I think he's um, he's a he's a very 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 talented manager um, and was a great player. And, he is um, a great player. Yeah, and uh, still is. gets the boots on every now and again. And uh, and still 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 has a bit good shout, Lewis. Um, Rodri went for Phil Parkinson, um, the obvious pick if we're looking at a manager of um, an English um, aside playing in the English system. Obviously, got got Wrexham promoted and has and has started this season uh, unbelievably. Um, I think there's not really much more you can say about Phil Parkinson, um, other than he's just doing a, a great job. Um, and sort of, I think, proved a lot of people wrong. I think the knives were out for him early doors and fair play to the ownership for not sacking. Um, a couple of other honourable mentions before I go for my pick. Um, Steve Evans at Colwyn Bay, uh, a fantastic um, campaign last season to get promoted um, from the Cymru North. Um, starting to pick up points now as well, and especially with Ponty's points deduction, I think um, I think he could be... Um, he could be looking good to staying up. Um, obviously, long way to go. Um, Idris Griffiths in my honourable mentions. Uh, but also Paul Michael at Merthyr. Um, had a fantastic season last season. Um, and this season, you know, they started like a house on fire, sort of um dropped off slightly, but still very much in the in the in the hunt for playoffs and maybe even automatic promotion. Um, I think he's a he's a he's a very good manager and is working wonders in Merthyr. But for me, um, I'm going to go for the the best Welsh manager uh, in uh, English football at the moment, and that's Rob Edwards, uh, Luton manager, um, sort of copy and paste of Tom Lockyer. Really, um, he came in at uh, you know after Nathan Jones left to go to Southampton and just carried on the good work, but also I think you know up them to another level. Um, Got them promoted, you know, one of the the lowest budgets in the championship, and is now um, doing his his very best to to keep them up uh, in the Premier League. And uh, I think you know he's very much got a chance. You know, they they are, you know, the team with the lowest resources. I I, I actually watched them in person a few weeks ago against Arsenal, and I thought they were fantastic. They really organised, well coached team. Um, and yeah, just really like him a lot. So uh, I think he's my uh, he's my pick. Um, I'd also like to see him as Wales manager one day. Um, shout out to Steve Cooper as well, because he'd done a fantastic job at Nottingham Forest. Shouldn't have been sacked. Um, and uh, maybe we'll leave the chat to, should Steve Cooper take over at Wales um, to the new year? Right, so you can vote for uh, Ian Derbyshire, Cardiff City uh, women's manager, um, Rhys Griffiths, Pennebont FC manager, uh, Phil Parkinson, Wrexham manager, and Rob Edwards, Luton manager. Uh, another interesting one there. Um, I, I do fear that the Wrexham fans will uh, will hijack yeah. that poll a little bit um, and get uh, Bill <laughs> Parkinson across the line. But we shall see. We shall see. Uh, next, we have the results of the year. Uh, this is a category for the best one-off result by any Welsh team um, over the last 12 months. Uh, it could be men's, women's international sides, age-grade sides. Um, actually, the age grade size reminds me. Matty Jones needs a shout out on Manager of the Year as well. He's doing oh, really, yeah. really, really good work with the under twenty ones. Um, yeah, should have been on my list, but yeah, good shout out. He's probably the best 
international um, manager at the moment. So uh, yeah, big shout out to Matty Jones. Um, so yeah, it can be any uh, a Welsh side, a Welsh club playing in England or a domestic game. Um, last year it was won, of course, by Wales one Ukraine nil. It wasn't going to be anything else, was it? Um, that beat Wales C four, England C nil, and also Wales two, Austria one in the playoff semi final. Uh, Lewis, you're first this time. Let's have your nomination, please. Uh, I'm probably going to go for the obvious. Um, Wales two, Croatia one. Um, although having said that, is I've probably um, shot myself in the foot because that is the drunkest I've ever been at any, <laughs> not even football match, any occasion of all time. So I can't even tell you what happened, how it happened, nor can I tell you any of my memories really. Um, Just going off what everyone else said then. Yeah, to beat Croatia two one. Wow. Yeah. Full stop. <laughs> nah, um, but it was. Yeah, um, obviously at the time, Paige was under so much pressure. It came at a time where we, it looked as though we needed every result we could get to qualify. Obviously, it did turn out to be the case as well. But um, going into that game, I remember the morale and optimism of the fans was really, really low. And the game probably gave Paige... A bit, a little bit of breathing space in his job, which potentially people might not like that, and people might think that that's a reason why it isn't the result of the year. But I feel like we've always knocked on the door against Croatia. And we've played quite. Did we beat them or draw against them a couple of years ago? It was one-one. Was we it? drew one all, yeah, in in yeah. Um, in similar in circumstances, March. wasn't it? We have uh, no, but in. Um... Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the one I was talking about. But it's like, you know, for us to beat a side like that, they, what, semi-finals of the World Cup? Mm. However many months before, 11 months before we um, beat them. So that was one of the historic nights of Welsh football history. Although I'm saying this, do you remember, right after the game, I I was the... Least optimistic that I was just complaining about the game. I was yeah, like, oh, I don't know what the hell you were on about, to be honest, yeah. Lou. Yeah, um, yeah, weird, but it, but Megan, I mean, it's the obvious choice. It was an unbelievable performance and a, and a and a brilliant result that sort of maybe gave us all a bit of false hope for November. But I think as a one off, it was, um, it was, yeah, up there. I think it would have been on all three of our lists. Yeah, I think in terms of unanimous voting, I I think writing of the year, I think we might probably all choose the same person, but mm. result of the year, I think this one just kind of hands down, it, it wins. And like Lewis had said, just the the aftermath of that game, you know, Paige crying and tearing up and just sort of the emotions that were going on. And you have Ben Davis um, and Connor Roberts sort of giving their, their shushing to, to the cameras and all that kind of jazz. And just those those moments felt so seminal in terms of where Wales are and were in that period and kind of the internal stuff that's going on and, and, you know, things that fans are naturally just not going to be privy to. And, and, you know, you kind of get a glimpse into what's going on in the background. And I think what was so telling from that game was just how much the players stood by Paige because we've seen it in the Premier League and any league really, like if, if players don't want a manager there, they will down tools. They will, you will see it on the pitch. You see it in their face. They do not want to fight for this manager. And that was such the opposite in this match. So I, it was, it was a really emotional thing. And Lewis is right. There's probably going to be 
plenty of people who think that this victory actually worked against Wales in a way, because it obviously it would have meant probably the Page era was going to come to an end and they were going to have to bring someone else in. But just in, in terms of vibes, I did love the ending of that. And I just thought it was, you know, something that everyone could sort of hold on to and hope was was great. And yeah, it means playoffs, but that's just kind of the way that it works. Um, so because that's the obvious winner, I'm going to choose something that's going to make all the Swansea fans happy because my favorite, my favorite game of the season was Cardiff 2, Swansea City 3. Um, and that was brilliant. And it feels, it feels like this was another century ago. Doesn't like it just, this, yeah. It, it feels so, so like blasphemously different to what we are currently experiencing in the Swansea fan base. So that that's my result of the year because that is the one shred of goodness I've held on to in the last 12 months being a Swansea fan. That's that's made my um my uh pick easier because um on my provisional list um I had Rodri's pick and, and Rodri picked Haverford West one Shkendia nil in um in that's the Europa, the Conference League, which is we'll talk about in a second. I'll I'll go into mine first. Obviously, I knew Wales beating Croatia would go. Thought com- the draw away in Croatia was brilliant. Mm, is it is it the one to go for? And then I tentatively wrote Cardiff two Swansea nil down. And I thought I don't really bring my club bias onto the podcast much. Um, I try and look at things objectively, but um, uh, you know, I, I was thinking about other games I've really enjoyed this year. I think. Panamont coming from 2-0 down to beat Cardiff Met 3-2. Uh, Nathan Woods won the goal, um, was up there. Um, it was a, it was a big uh, win in the context of, of qualifying for Europe, but because it, it was just sort of a league game, um, it didn't really stand out too much. Unfortunately, uh, Panamont never went on and had a result in in Europe. Um, so it was, it was a slim pickings. You know, the women's games have been have been broadly rubbish this year, results wise. Yeah. Obviously, Germany nil nil. It's okay, um, but not really worth um, a nomination. So I, I'm going to, because you've gone for um, Swansea uh, 3, Cardiff 2, I'm going to go for Cardiff 2, Swansea 0. Um, I don't like to bring it into the podcast, the old club bias, but um, why not? They were, they were good games. They, they like, were good for, games. For each fan base, they were important, important yeah. games. And um, I've, I've, I've really not enjoyed watching Cardiff um, for the last four or five years. It's been a miserable experience, you know, going to a half-empty Cardiff City Stadium and, and watching some pretty dour football. And, and that that brought some joy. I really, really enjoyed being in the ground and, and um, the game itself and obviously getting the results and, and everything that came with it. It was just a really fun day out. Um, and I think that's what football's all about, enjoying your day. Um, and if you can't enjoy beating your rivals, um, then when can you? Because I'm sure Swansea fans will have enjoyed scoring a uh, a 93rd minute winner or 99th minute winner, 99. I think it was. And it was the Cardiff um, boy too. So and, yeah, yeah, all those things. Of all people, uh, Ben Cabango. So uh, yeah, good picks. Um, obviously, Rod's pick, Haverford West won. Shkendi and nil. Um, Lewis, it was a pretty bleak summer for the, um, for the Welsh sides playing in Europe. Obviously, Penabont took um Santa Cloma all the way to um to extra time but um and that's where it, it fell down uh TNS just shambolic across all um all of their bites of the cherry uh Connors Key um didn't even touch I can't remember what the team was called now uh the Icelandic team they played but yeah they couldn't get near them um and Hanford West was the story of the summer wasn't it obviously winning on penalties in the end that game um 
looked at the you know the one nil uh, brought it level over aggregate. Unfortunately, didn't get through the following round um, in the Faroe Islands, and they were very very unlucky not to. But um, yeah, it was a standout result in a summer of pretty bleak results for um, our our club sides. Yeah, I think Haverford West were the people, the team really that everyone had the least amount of hope for. Um, TNS tend to or have done in the past few years, gone a few rounds in. Connors Key haven't, but then you think like they're the strongest, well, the second strongest side in the league. But um, that day in the Cardiff City Stadium, the one that Rods picked was, I remember watching bits of it on my laptop and I remember thinking like they were getting battered I thought and they did really really well to hold on get the goal to um draw the game level on aggregate and then yeah it was a great goal win. by Lee Jenkins as well yeah it was yeah good and then it went, went to obviously went to extra time and everything mm. as well and they I thought I remember watching it thinking they were like really under the cosh and then to go on to win the game on penalties um Definitely. And what they, the amount of people that then brought into the Cardiff City Stadium for the home tie against, what was the other team they played against, right? Um, it's a B36, I think they're called. Yeah. It's a, they're B, yeah, B36 to Chavan, yeah. And the amount of people that that brought into the Cardiff City Stadium for that game where um, obviously they were unfortunate to lose on aggregate, but it seemed as though, you know, there was a, proper buzz around Welsh domestic football for the first time in quite a long time. That mm. there was, it was probably the biggest buzz I've witnessed for a long time, that second game uh, in the Cardiff City Stadium. And like what you mentioned, just a shame that they um, so they got so close to going through, but unfortunate not to. Yeah. Um, I remember I watched it out in Andorra because uh, it kicked off after Penabon, um got... Uh, got knocked out by Santa Cloba. So I, I watched it through very bitter and jealous um, eyes. So I don't think I really enjoyed it at the time. But yeah, looking back, um, as after that died down, um, it's a fantastic result and, um, you know, goes some way to improving our uh, coefficient. Um, it probably wasn't enough in the end, um, but I think we've only got TNS to blame for that. So uh, cheers, TNS. Um, right, so results of the year, you can vote for um, Wales 2, Croatia one, uh, Cardiff City two, Swansea three, uh, Haverford West one, Schendia nil, and Cardiff City two, Swansea City nil. Um, I think I think it'll be a uh, a walkover surely. <laughs> um, I think uh, the uh, the Cardiff and Swansea games will split that vote. So uh, I think it's a it's a fair shot for Wales to win. Um, uh, we'll take a quick break. Um. As I speak to Agent Phillips, um, as we find out who wins um, Agent Phillips' Chancellor of the Year. Agent Phillips, are you there? Loud and clear from my not so secret bunker near the Abacana roundabout. Back home, as they call it. Back, I call it. Back in the four walls you call home. Um, nice to be Man. back, or what? Has a van got four walls? <laughs> Yeah, it's good. It's cold, but it's good. Yeah, uh, yeah. But well, yeah. It's just, New reasons, really. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pneumonia is not very fun over Christmas, mate. Oh uh, well, uh, <laughs> it, you know, it is Rod's sickness bug. Anything to do with you? 
Uh, I may he may have opened his Christmas card a bit early. <laughs> Chemical <laughs> warfare again. If he was if he's up slandering me online and in person, then uh, he would be totally fine over this Christmas. <laughs> but yeah, it's his fault for opening Christmas presents and cards. Early. Oh, I didn't send him a present. Sent opening his Christmas card early. Greedy, the greed has got him what he deserves: mental sickness. <laughs> Not actually mental. I mean, mental as an adjective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There okay, we are. You. Good stuff. Well, um, <laughs> it's a nice way to kick off. Uh, our new award uh, replacing wrong another week. Um, you've you've passed me a brown envelope to sponsor a, 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 an award, which will now become tradition um, for Alt Wales in future. It's uh, Adrian Phillips Chancellor of the Year. Um, Chancellor, there's been a few of them. There's been plenty of them. Yeah. Um, so you're going to nominate someone. I'm going to nominate someone. <laughs> and Rod's is going to nominate someone. Uh, obviously, Rod isn't here. Um, Rod um, nominated Andrew R.T. Davis as per, um, or very on brand, I should say, for Rod. Um, yeah. Pretty obvious yeah. pick. Continued his idiocy this year. I think he won wrong of the week, wrong of the year last year. Um, just an all-round shambolic bloke. Um, I feel, just, I feel, I feel it's, I wouldn't like to give it to him. I don't like him winning anything. Mm. Yeah. He doesn't even win a seat in the, uh, Cardiff Bay. <laughs> Yeah, to be fair, he's on the old uh, second chance list, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's won anything apart from last year, ever in his life. Yeah, that's a good point. So he might go two from two, but I feel like uh, worth a nomination. Um, so that's Rod's nomination. Um, Phillips, is there any uh, honourable mentions before we get to your... Uh... Ah, right, yeah. That certainly is an honourable mention. Yeah. For uh, a football manager... An ex-football manager of an ex-football club. <laughs> I think we both know who I mean. I actually don't. And it's these finest Evan Williams. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A very yeah. honourable mention. Big plans. Got in touch with me looking for players. Big plans to get them promoted from, I don't know, was it the Gwent Auto Parts Division 3 or something? <laughs> um, yeah, big plans to get them promoted, restructure the club. Six weeks later... There's no club, but there's no management. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going, what's going on behind there. And if there's some sort of legal wrangling, then I apologise in advance, Ev. But I think the straw that broke the camel's back was Silent Allen, Florida. Yeah. I feel like uh, trouble follows Florida around. I would 100% agree. So, yeah, if anyone is there uh, looking for Alan Florida, a player I no, rep- no longer represent due to that uh, dispute mm. that saw him cipher, and it's the uh, don't touch him with a barge pole or a canoe pole or any sort of pole. <laughs> don't touch him at all. He'll, ba- he'll fold your club. There we are. Um, Honourable mention for Evan Williams <laughs> and Florida. Yeah, um, both of them, actually. Yeah. Um, so what what is what is the nomination then, Phillips? I've got Andy Robson from Andy's Football Tips or whatever he calls himself for sponsoring a team that no one's heard of outside of the where they're from, the Pharaohs. Yeah, and then uh, suggested that everyone supports them against was it Haverford West? It was, yeah, it was Haverford West and Haverford West fairy tale. Europa Conference qualifiers was it conference? Well, it was yeah, conference. Yeah, it was. Was it? Yeah, yeah. And they were play. They were, and then there was all that tomfoolery around there. But then there's loads of nonsense with people who love 
who think that this Andy Robson's going to win them £5 piling on Halford West and supporting them against Halford West. It's just all ugly scenes. So I'll go for him as a left field pick. Yeah, it's a hell of a pick. A call back to something I'd forgotten in the summer. Uh, but yeah, it was that was a weird thing, wasn't it? For some reason, he sponsors a Fair Islands team. They but treated Haverford West terribly. They locked the changing rooms at halftime, and he encouraged yeah. it online. Yeah, that's the thing. I like. I don't know where this guy's from. I think he's Scottish, is he? No idea. I think he's Scottish from my research. Um, he's Scottish, and like he doesn't have a dog in the fight. He doesn't care who have who uh, who wins or Haverford West or I can't. Sorry, I cannot for life remember the name of the team. B36. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I thought it was B38. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, just the nonsense that was going around Twitter, like, you know, Half West, a decent club-ish, but then just nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's in Pembroke, isn't it? Um, but, like, things being thrown at their fans, and not literally, but, you know, on Twitter mm. and stuff, just because people wanted, like, people have been told to bet against them. Yeah. Yeah, just it was weird. The, the ugly head of gambling rearing its, uh, well, the ugly face of gambling rearing its face. What am I trying Ed? to say? Here? Yeah, yeah. You know I think people know. Say. Yeah, I know. What you're gambling in football, in nonsense. Yeah. It also uh, made me laugh that he somehow got Welsh people who lived in like South Wales to go to the game and support B thirty six, rather what? than Haverford West. What a load of nonsense! Yeah. Well, but fair play to the Athletic for sponsoring Halford West and that little yeah. uh, European that was, yeah. But yeah, that's my uh, that's my vote or nomination. Uh, the um the cynic in me, uh, Phillips, would suggest that um you're almost jealous of Andy Robson and his sponsorship of uh, Fairway's team B thirty six Toshavan. <laughs> what As a nonsense. man who has been burnt many a time by <laughs> Betting companies, uh, football clubs, and the cement, like. Cement companies. Yeah. <laughs> Owning pubs in South Wales based on communist ideals, etc. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and let's be honest, it's been my Annus Horribilis. Is that how you say it in Latin? But terribly for Phillips. Um, <laughs> all of my business ventures have collapsed. Uh, but as I've said, I'm branching back into. Uh, agency work and well a bit of reporting I think in the new mm. year but yeah. no, I'm not in any way jealous of anyone who runs a Twitter account that tells people how to waste their money yeah bold Um, I like it come at the Andy boy <laughs> <laughs> laying down a, a challenge to Andy Robson and right I'm going to think of one now no? um <laughs> This is a stark reminder as to why Wrong of the Week didn't work because I just <laughs> can't think of anyone off the top of my head. It's like 52 times harder now, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Honourable mention to Joey Barton for his recent yeah. um, uh, rebranding as a right-wing uh, anti-woman lunatic. Um, I feel, though, it is um, too recent um, for it to, uh, to, to sort of make um, my... Um, make my final um, nomination. Uh, you know an interesting fact about that? Or an interesting fact, but interesting side on that is I think two weeks before he turned into this lunatic right-wing, like, 
rent the mob, whatever. Mm. He had done a podcast with some guy who just in like he just basically interviews ex cons, like yeah. And he had told this guy how staunch a socialist he was and how how much he cared about people because he's from Liverpool and how important socialism was to him growing up and how he cared about people. And then the, literally two days after that podcast came out, he started kicking off like this. Yeah. So, so yeah. Doing? Idiot. Um, <laughs> I thought long and hard maybe about uh, Elon Musk and uh, X and what was formerly Twitter because he's ruined what was once a great social media platform. Um, Agreed. But uh, I've settled on um, your friend and mine, um, Transport for Wales and the wider uh, British train network. Um, oh, uh, is it the trump card to, uh, you know, to beat R.T. Davis and Andy Robson? I don't know. But uh, I yeah. think you've gone for the vote, dear, for the populist vote. So the I populist think you're vote. Win with that. Um, but it, it's a good, good option. It is a mess. Uh, train travel should be... Um, one of the easiest ways to get around. It should be the most affordable way to get around. It is um, the opposite. Uh, you don't know whether a train is coming sometimes. <laughs> and if it does, um, how many carriages it'll have? Will it be two carriages? Will there be 500 people on two carriages? Who knows? Or will it be a man from a cartoon with one of them things they push up and down? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have you seen the pictures yesterday from Transport for Wales? They've rolled out new trains. Oh, have they? Okay. Yeah, they look like something that served Sarajevo in the eighties. <laughs> They're like, oh, brand spanking new trains. I think it was Fishguard Line or something. What? Yeah. Fishguard Line's pretty broad, broad church, isn't it? it? Goes all the way to Manchester. Yeah. Only yeah. the best. Only the best for Wales. Then. Um, you just bought them off a second-hand train salesman. Yeah, yeah probably. I could go into. <laughs> yeah, it's like those. Um, those uh, rail networks in like the highlands in Scotland that use like old London underground trains. <laughs> so may as well just buy a load of, you know, Bakerloo line stock and, and <laughs> just get it going yeah. around the valleys or something. Yeah, get the flying Scotsman to Tunisia <laughs> to have us five from Cardiff. Um, but yeah, it's just a shit show. Uh, it's only going to get worse. Uh, I don't know when it's going to get better. And uh, when I landed in Cardiff Airport a couple of uh, a couple of weeks ago on the way back from Armenia. Um, they had like a big TFL, had, TFL, TFW had a big sign saying like uh, the best social network or something. I was like, oh, shut <laughs> up. Absolute fannies. Um, so yeah, that's my nomination. But people um, literally can't get to work. <laughs> yeah, regularly, uh, which means many people drive, which means... Um, people have to take you know, days off because the train doesn't come. Yeah, shambolic. Bizarre. Shambolic. Yeah, I think you're going to win it with that anyway. Yeah, big, uh, um, big call. But yeah, yeah but, but a fair one. There's your nominations anyway, Phillips, for the inaugural Age of Phillips Chancellor of the Year Awards. Um, well, the trophy that has been provided is made of 100% tin. Will you be presenting it to the winner? Yeah, and it has beans on the side of it. <laughs> and it'll be presented by way of throwing. There we are. So the winner will get will a it, tin of beans thrown at us. Yeah. Will it be through a window of a train? <laughs> the head of either Vandy Robson or Andrew R.T. Davis. That's for you to decide via Twitter poll. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't put it on us. Well, there we are. Um, 
Phillips, it's been a pleasure this year. Looking forward to seeing what you've got in store next year as your uh, Anus Horribilis, or whatever it's called, ends. Yeah. Uh, I might read some Latin over Christmas, but I probably yeah. won't. <laughs> well, yeah. all the best for Christmas and New Year, Phillips. I hope you come back stronger and fitter and uh, with, with, a, with a new fire lit under your arse or whatever people say. So do I. The Dalek flower, I blew the day with that. Yeah, off you go, Phillips. <laughs> Ciao, pal. Right, uh, the adults in the room are back. Um, we've got a new category this year as well. Um, don't worry, guys, I'm not um, surprising you with anything, um, but it's going to be uh, a poll for Wales Away Trip of the Year. Um, obviously, there are only four up for grabs. We won't nominate um, so they'll all be in a poll together and you can choose um, uh, what wins that one. Uh, you can vote for Split uh, back in March, um, Samson in June, uh, Riga in September and Yerevan in November. Um, I think Split probably gets my vote. Just I did really also yeah. enjoy Riga. Uh, they were all brilliant for various different reasons, but uh, I think Split was the all-round winner. Um, so yeah. Uh, I'm intrigued to see what will come out on top. That will be part of the polls. Uh, and finally, um, the replacement for Wrighton of the Year. Uh, it is now uh, Alternative Wales champion. Um, I don't know why I came up with that, but it sounds nice. It sounds nice. Um, so it's basically, and it's an, it's an award for something or someone that has just brought good news or good vibes or or just anything uh, for the year. It could be absolutely anything. Um I think the first year we did this in 2021, Rod's uh, nominated uh, Nature. Um, so there's that. You can nominate Nature. Uh, last year um, was a joint win uh, as nurses and healthcare staff um, uh, tied with Mick Lynch of um, of uh, Hammer and Tories on TV fame. Um, whilst, uh, again, uh, a sign of the times, Rob Page won it back in 2021. He took home two awards Um don't think he'd be anywhere near this one um so uh yeah sad sad anyway uh megan let's start with you yeah the obvious one david brooks um i'm pretty sure he'll probably just take this one home really but there's no other story that has come close i think in terms of just making your heart flutter a little Mm. bit and just bringing this year a lot of positivity to see david brooks back on the pitch in any capacity, like it, it just would have been nice just to see him just just on the bench and just being around the team, but being able to watch him take to the pitch, be such an integral part of bringing hope back to Wales's campaign was just so much fun. And just getting to see him also like show his quality. I think I, I put a tweet out after one of the games just saying that, you know, it always felt like David Brooks was going to be Wales's next big player. And he just was so unlucky in terms of injuries and bad timing and then this this horrible cancer diagnosis and then just to see him kind of come back and be the player that a lot of people expected and wanted him to be and right now it's only sort of like the the seedlings of that you know we we don't really know what he's going to flower into so yeah I think for me he's he's kind of the only option yeah um but unfortunately Megan Rodri picked him so I am gonna have to push you for another nomination that's 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 fine um (laughs) I would have picked it like as oh, it's not fair. Do you want to just go? If you haven't got another, we can just go David Brooks again. Can I say David Brooks times two? <laughs> yeah, I won't put it separately because yeah. it'll split the vote. <laughs> but um, I think I think yeah, you're absolutely right in terms of Welsh football stories. 
um he he you know by far um you know that that night in in Latvia and also in the in the friendly in South Korea where um everyone sung um Brooks will tear you apart um over and over and over was was amazing and for him to score then um you know the the goal secured the three points out in Riga was um was special and uh, he had a great great game against Croatia as well um and I'm looking forward to him kicking on again next year um, yes, yeah, so I'm really curious to see what you guys mm. come up with because if y'all come up with anyone else to even rival David Brooks, <laughs> I'm walking off this pod, yeah. metaphorically speaking, because I don't think I can actually walk off the pod. <laughs> um, yeah, just sort of like, you know, rudely leave a Zoom meeting. Can you rudely leave a Zoom meeting? I don't like know. Silence is the yeah. only answer. Yeah. <laughs> Sm- slam it. your laptop down. Um, yes, Lewis, um, what have you picked? Because, uh, yeah, like like Megan said, David Brooks is uh, the obvious candidate here. Yeah. Um, I didn't realise that you could pick the same person under two different categories until you mentioned about Rob Page then. Yes. Well, if you want to change your mind, you can. So I was gonna, I'm was i going to go for Tom Lockyer. Okay. Because obviously what we've mentioned previously, I won't go into the football inside of things, but for him to recover so quickly and play Premier League football to the level that he did so soon after um, his collapse in when would it have been like June? Maybe yeah, it was June. end end of May, early June. And, I can't remember if it. Yeah, um, for him to recover from that, and I'm hoping that this is one that potentially a premature one where next year, hopefully, he would have um, recovered from his second one, and we will be talking about how brilliantly he's done to recover and come back again. Obviously, whether I'm not sure whether it's even really an option in when his health and well-being is the main um the main concern here but i'm hoping that maybe next year tom lockyer will be the chosen one yes uh, a good shout very good um does feel harsh having to choose between david brooks and tom lockyer though doesn't it but uh yeah, this doesn't seem very fair. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I, I don't think that this is a good, good thing to make people choose but between. That's the game. That's the game. <laughs> um, right. I'm going for um obviously David Brooks would have been very high at my list as well, but um just sort of thinking of what brought me a lot of joy this year, um, in a year filled with not much joy, um, thanks to various factors. Um but I decided to go for the joy of Wales Away. Um it's uh, as anyone who does rails away regularly or has always done one or or a hundred, I think anyone can attest that it's just it's just a fantastic escape. Um and you know, when things have been pretty shit this year, um having this little bubble you can sort of escape to and and um whether you know, wherever you go in the world, um there's always something fantastic there and just sort of hanging out with friends and and just, you know, la- just laughing. I laugh so much when I go on Wales away and just, you know, just talking rubbish into the night, um, you know, sitting outside a bar in, in brilliant cities. Um, there's nothing better. I, I, I can, I can't speak highly enough of it. And, um, yeah, no matter how, how you're feeling or how crap things might be going in your, in your personal life or whatever. Um, it's a, it's just a lovely, a lovely solace. So not to get too deep, um, but uh, yeah, thank God for Wales away because um, I look forward to it every year. And it is annoying now that I don't, we don't have anything officially in the diary until um, until we find out who we play in the Nations League in February. Um, as obviously Germany is very much 
up in the air at the moment and our playoff games are um, at home. So uh, that was the best I could do um, to rival uh, David Brooks's year and um, and Tom Lockyer's story. Um, so yeah, uh, a very Welsh football-centric one um, compared to previous years. Um, uh, unfortunately, no room for nature this time around. Um, uh, <laughs> still don't really understand why Rod picked that. Um, but there we are. So yeah, you can vote for David Brooks um, and David Brooks, um, Megan and Rodri's choice, uh, Tom Lockyer, Lewis's choice, and my choice of the joy of Wales away. Um, so that's it then. That that is the the awards, the categories. Um, I would uh, go back and recap, but I already forgot some of them. I'll have to note them down while I'm editing. Uh, but yeah, the polls will be on Twitter. Um, so before we finish, as usual, Lewis, uh, any closing statements? No, thanks again for having me on. Um, it's not going to be a rant like last time. Thank you. Um, uh, so yeah, I feel like the podcast and the magazine, you've been doing brilliant work this year, right? So pat yourself on the back. And it's always a pleasure to be called up, even if I'm sixth reserve. Um <laughs> I always do enjoy it. So thank you. And thank you for sort of bringing Welsh football together and making this community that this online community that we've all created for Alternative Wales. Yeah. I might nominate you now for Alternative Wales champion. Nice. (laughs) Better than just Wales away trips. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Megan, uh, anything from you before we uh, round up? I feel like I have to add on to Lewis now. Like I have to echo those sentiments and whatever. So I'll say ditto to that because everything you said is great. Um, but I don't need to swell your head any bigger, Ryan. Because <laughs> yeah, please don't. Just... I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but no, you said it. Like this year's been such a weirdly grim year for like a variety of reasons. But just going through that list of things that actually were quite nice and like certain players and moments that sort of brought joy. It's it's a good reminder that it's not all been shit. So mm. yeah, I appreciated that. I needed a little bit of gratefulness in my life. So thank you, Ryan. This is the most uh, sentimental this podcast has ever been. Yeah, you get Tommy and get Rod so back doing. to sort of talk about a nuclear apocalypse or something. Um, so uh but yeah uh thank you for your kind sentiments both and uh yeah um the polls will be up um from the 27th on uh x formerly known as twitter or whatever people call it these days um it's the first time i've ever done that i always find it uncomfortable when people do it on podcasts and i can't believe i've just done it but um but there we are um and as is uh christmas tradition uh griff reese's song post-apocalypse christmas will play us out at the end um, a reminder to buy issue 12 of course uh, do our survey um, and also thank you very much for listening thank you Megan and Lewis uh, for doing a sterling job this afternoon uh, and saving the day um, that's us for 2023 we'll be back in early January with more podcasts uh, another year of magazines uh, and hopefully some uh, some new stuff along the way uh, and that just leaves me to say thank you to everyone who has listened to us this year, um, whether you listen every week or dip in and out, or you've only ever listened once, um, thank you. Uh, it is truly a joy to create this podcast week in, week out. Um, uh, I do it for nothing, um, but I do it because I love it. And uh, I feel like it serves a purpose and fills a gap that, um, uh, you know, for Welsh football content um, in this country. So, uh, so yeah, thank you, Rodri, Kaus, Phillips, uh, you both, yeah, Gwilym, anyone else who's 
who's popped up on the podcast this year um, for making it what it is. Uh, your class, we're class, um, and have a great Christmas. Uh, and if you don't like this time of year for whatever reason, I hope it's bearable when you get through it. Um, be nice, be kind, be alternative Wales. There's a new thing uh, I just liked. <laughs> we go again next year. Ndolik Lawin. Bye. Christmas Even through a nuclear winter We can set up